none of you are on here by mistake, that's for sure. And for these past three, nearly four years now, God has been building and getting our minds to his direction through the heavenly words, through the encouragement given. And God isn't a respecter of persons, but when we respect God and we pursue after his true way, then he will give that to us. You know, he'll feed you to the level of your hunger and your desire. And he'll build your faith to the point that your heart is tender to receive the heavenly truths and then to practice them and to stay focused. And I'm so thankful to God for his grace and mercy and love in my life to bring me to this point and further, which he will do. And we are going to see this truth move all over UK, Europe, USA. Now, I'm talking about my field. And God is the one that has given me this field. It's not that I made this happen. There's nothing I can do in and of my strength or my own effort or my own ability. It's not by my might, my, my power, definitely not by my education, right? But it's by the spirit of the living God. And God is, you know, when I look back, I can see that God has really given me wonderful benefits and blessings and insight and revelation, especially concerning the faith and the confession, because that's where it's really at. What we're saying, what we're thinking, how we view ourselves, how we view other people. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. We're either speaking words of death. If we're speaking the world's words, our friends' words, unbelieving friends' words, or we're going by the narrative of the world, then we're speaking words of death, simple as that. And that's what we're sowing. That's what we reap. You know, God is not mocked. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. If we're speaking the heavenly words, the words of life, you know, death and life. So now we want to get into the words of life. We want to speak these heavenly words, which are creative words, which is creating the life that God has designed for each and every one of us to live and to move and have our being in him. So God is directing everyone's hearts. And I realize, you know, when we cease from trying to make things happen in our own strength, our own effort, our own wisdom, what we think we should be doing, um, then God can really go to work very swiftly and bring his works to us. And I believe that that's the point many people, even on here, need to get to is to cease from your own work. Stop trying to make things happen. That you've got these, you know, certain connections that you can make this happen. You can make that happen. You certainly may be able to make those things happen. But unless it's directed by God, it's not going to be spiritually fruitful. It's not going to be long lasting. You might get an immediate effect. You might even get someone come to fellowship for a little while. But see, when God's doing the work, everything happens naturally, spiritually naturally. There's no effort involved from us apart from that we're being led by the Spirit of God. We're listening to the voice of God and we're doing those things which are pleasing in his sight. What is it to do those things that are pleasing in his sight? Come to fellowship or read the Bible or be nice and kind to people? The things that are pleasing in God's sight is what he's given you to do. Lifetime. And I've been very blessed because it's like I've been walking, not spiritually blind, but it's like, you know, the just shall live by faith and not by sight. And for these past few years now, no, now the clarification of what I've been doing, encouraging, how God's worked in me personally as an individual, as a minister, I know I am a minister for the Lord Jesus Christ, it's been perfect. 
but I need a clarification of that. And, you know, am I really doing it in the right way? Am I really moving in the right direction? Am I really speaking these heavenly words or am I just bumping my gums? But I know I wasn't, but I still needed clarification. And God is great at giving us clarification. So when I went to Nepal and India, when I, when I was in Nepal, that's the majority of the time that we were there seeing the, you know, the wonderful many believers there. We were doing back to back fellowship. It was constant. There was no rest. There was no spare days. It was just constant fellowship, which was fantastic. But everything that we've been encouraging on here, everything that we've been doing, the practices, the confessions, the honoring God, the speaking in tongues, they're doing exactly the same thing. We would, we are doing exactly the same thing that they're doing there. Now they've been doing it a little bit longer, right? And they've had situations come up, but they stayed with God. And now the great multiplication outreach is happening. The increase God is giving, the laborers are coming, the signs, miracles, and wonders are happening, and it is here too. Now, we've got to believe that. No one's bigger than anyone else. God is not a respecter of persons of Nepal or of India, but those are, they're meeting the conditions with God. They're looking to God, they're humble, they're meek, they're willing, they've all had their situation, they've all had their problems. But you know what? Because they stay with God, because they stay connected to God, and they're staying connected where God wants them to connect to their minister, they've received the heavenly words, and then they just go and do. No one's keeping an eye on anyone. No one's having a suspicious mind against anyone. No one's trying to do their own thing. They're just moving with God in their day-by-day living, praying, desiring, and then when opportunities come up, they look to God in them, they get the testimonies of the healings. Many people had physical problems, mental problems, emotional problems, but they got the deliverance from God because they went to God or they went to someone that could give them the heavenly word and direction so that they can receive the healing. And when we cease from our own works, you know, when we just follow this wonderful encouragement, then we will start to manifest, and we are doing that. We began to do it these last past years, the ones that have been coming on here, and we're seeing the same thing. And I realized, my gosh, I'm doing the same thing that they're doing there, but I wasn't there to see what they were doing. So it shows that when we move with the sound doctrine from God, then no matter where we are in the world, we'll be practicing the same way and the same heart and the same mind. And what really blessed me was the generosity of the leaders and of the believers there. And, you know, we arrived and we stayed at the hotel in Kathmandu. Um, I forget the name of it now. Um, the Tibet, Tibet guest house. We stayed there and it was very reasonable prices. We paid that. But when we traveled elsewhere, um, we were just blessed. We, I mean, when we was in with Jolti and Suresh, they paid for everyone's room. They, they just called a meeting before we started the big meeting. They said, listen, we're going to take care of your rooms and your food. They wanted to do this. It was in their hearts to do that. And it was just an unexpected blessing for everyone, you know, and we're willing to pay our way, but they really wanted to do this. And, um, so they done that. And then when we was at other places in, um, when we was in the era of uh, Krishna's, you know, we had mills there and, I think we paid 
for, for a meal for everyone. And, and then that night when we paid for that, we found out that Krishna wanted to pay for it. So anyway, you know, there's God's grace and love in there, but he paid for meals and, um, Nozomi got, had a really lovely room and it was like a four poster bed in there. And we were downstairs and her room was next door to Sangus, but she come down and said, you know, I want you to have the room I got. And it really, really blessed us. Like, you know, I said, are you sure? Like, this is a really nice room. We're happy where we are. And she said, no, no, it's in my heart to let you and Kim stay in here. So we got this room and it was really lovely, really nice. And I thought it was very kind and loving of Nozomi to do that. The generosity, the love, the willingness to do what God puts in their hearts, even give up something nice that they could have enjoyed so that we could enjoy it. And I thought that was really kind. And to top that, that was taken care of. The room was taken care of for us as well. And uh Krishna paid for meals. Not that we're looking for people to do things for us, but it was just there. And then we went to one lead, uh, leaders meeting and the guy took everyone out for a meal and he didn't want anyone to pay for it. He was going to treat us. So the generosity in the hearts of the believers was massive. And the prosperity amongst them was evident in not just their giving, but in their hearts, in their minds, in their speech. And um it, it was just kind of mind-blowing. And to remember that, going back, I think, in 2008 or maybe nine, the first visit to Nepal. Can you just shut that door there, Jason? The first visit to uh Nepal when there was nothing. There was just um Paran was the one that started there. It was just him and his family that were there. There was me, Sangate, and a few others on the very first visit when there was nobody there. There was none of these leaders, none of these believers. And so I've seen the work grow, you know, from my first visit. And I've been to Nepal about 10 or 11 times. And it's just wonderful. It's just really great to see what God can do when we stop doing and trying the things our own way from what we learned from the past or tradition uh, or what we've seen on the TV with these big TV evangelists, you know, forget all that. Just go to God. Like, and every one of us are free to move. Even though we may connect, we're still free to move. I'm not telling Danny and Amber or Becky or anyone here, you should do that. If they come to me, we have one-on-ones. I give encouragement, give the sound words from God. Just like when I go to Sangha, you know, there might be things I might not be saying so right. So here, just kind of, lovingly show me he's not saying oh you're wrong you're off he's not thinking evil of me i'm not thinking evil of him i'm not thinking evil of anyone on here these things count these things count and just because we might have been through a program or we know this person or that person and they're influential we can be influ- none of that counts what counts is is that we're humble that we're meet to god that we do what he shows us to do that if he shows us to connect somewhere, we connect there. If he shows us to honour this much, we honour this much. If he shows us to honour this much, we do everything with God. It's by the grace of God. And, you know, Jesus became poor so we could become rich in every single area, in our mind, in our hearts, in our bodies, in our relationships, in our finances. And uh And the big key is, is like not to think bad of other people, you know, because that will hinder you. That will really, really hinder you. And if you really want to do the work of God, which I'm sure everyone on here does, 
If we're thinking, well, this person's not doing it right, they're a bit off, that's going to hinder you. No, stop that. If you're doing that, stop that immediately. And don't think that you're anything, because we're not. You know, we're not anything special than anyone else, because everyone can move powerfully with God. And, you know, God wants to work his good pleasure in you to bring about his purposes and plans, to bring deliverance to other people's hearts and minds and bodies. We just need to stay humble, guys. Really, we really do. And this is one of the things I've seen. The humility of these people, the tenderness and the love and the examples and the great respect that they shown to their leaders, not because those leaders were you no know, high class in the world, but because they given the truth. They see the words that they've been, that been given to them has benefited their life, has helped change their life, has helped pull God's deliverance into their life. And they're very humble. The level of respect of Mr. Sanger and Mrs. Beatrice, as they would say, Mr. Sanger, sir, and Miss Be- and Beatrice, my gosh, what wonderful sharing she shared. Everything was translated, but the tr- oh my gosh, they were amazing. And these guys are on fire. Sanger and Beatrice are great examples. Very humble, very meek. They really, really are, and, and they're tender-hearted. I, you know, I've seen a difference with these guys, you know, with, with Beatrice and with Sanger. Like, I've always seen Sanger as a tender guy anyway, you know, but he's straight down the line. But he was just so tender and loving and kind and um encouraging, blessing us and, you know, just uh, asking we're okay. You know, you just go to God if you need anything. Just really wonderful examples. And so we got to be willing to change. You know, if there's things in your life that you think, well, I got it here, I got it together, I know this and I know that person, it's going to stop you. You're not going to see the things. But God wants you to see the things. This is why he's energizing these things that I'm saying to you now. He wants you to be very, very fruitful. He wants you to be very productive. But there's one thing that you need to do, and that's really keep God the center and the first thing above everything and everyone. God has to be first. From your heart. It can't be forced. It's got to be from the heart. God, you are first. You're above my partner, my wife, my husband, my children. He has to be there. That's the place. And it doesn't mean to say that we look down upon those people around us, but we got to make sure we're keeping with God and that Jesus said, my business is to do the Father's business. That's the focus if you want to see the things happen. We can't be concerned about what other people think about us. We can't be concerned about what other believers think about us or what they say. And I would shut your ears to anyone that will run a believer down to you. If there's anyone speaking negatively about another believer, shut your ears off and tell them to shut up. Because they're wrong and they're, they're, they're affecting you. Evil affecting you. That's evil affecting. See, we don't have none of that stuff. Like, it's a practice. We may need to practice being like this. But as you go to God, Father, give me this heart. Help me to see through the eyes of Christ. Help me to look at other people as Christ. We can all look on our card. There's all carnal things about each of us that we can pick out on, right? But you can't go there if you want to see this level of outreach, if you want to see this level of growth, even wealth. God wants you to be wealthy. 
He really does. So that you can have the most powerful impact wherever you go, that you're free to move. You're not hindered because of money, right? But he wants you to be prosperous. He really does. If you can't accept that, you won't be prosperous, you know? You want to be prosperous God's way, not the world's way. See, money is a tool to be a blessing as well as to take care of our own things. And the level of giving in Nepal was amazing. You know, people were coming up and they were giving. Very generous. There was no holding back. Because they know that God's going to take care. Remember, they were not anywhere before until they turned to, to the living God. Krishna, oh my gosh, what a man. If you go to Nepal, get around Krishna. I mean, Jyoti and Suresh also. But Krishna, there's just something about that man that just like, ooh, attracts you. So humble, so meek, started off nothing, and uh he was going to die. He was not going to see his kids again, but he turned his heart to the one true God. And God brought someone in his life to speak the truth to him, and he began. But what a, <laughs> a wonderful man, and like his how he didn't have this nice big house that he's got now before. Kim went there uh, when he lived humbly, and he's still living humbly, by the way, just that he's got a nice house being humble in. <laughs> and we've seen it. I was like, wow, this is what God can do for him. But his heart wasn't set on that. It was a nice place, beautiful, nice stunner. But his heart wasn't set on that. His heart was to move with God. he come to all those fellowships, and then on the way home, he stopped off at this. He was always at the fellowships. <laughs> you know, his laborers' fellowships, and uh, if he was invited, he would go, he was, he's not at home. He's not in the home. He's out there doing God's work. His mind is totally focused with God. And Jolti and Suresh blessed me a lot. I mean, wonderful people. And I never really got to know, I've known them from before, but not as close as I've known them this time. And we went to this new house that they're having built. And it's a four-story house. Lots of details going on inside. And Kim said to Jolti, um, basically Taran said to Jolti, oh, it must have took a lot of planning and preparation with all those things, you know, picking out the tiles, picking out this, picking out. And she said, oh, no, no. She said, we just get the workers in and they suggest things. And I just say to them, you do that because my focus is God. I don't want to be distracted from what God's got me to do because they're busy, right? So um, they're not even letting that distract them. So material things can really distract you. Don't go after those things. You know, we heard the testimony of Becky. She went to God and she asked God, okay, God, for me, this is pricey. So you take care of it. And God took care of it. So God is going to meet our every need if he's first. You know, don't get distracted with the carnal things. Don't listen to carnal words. But you stay your mind with God. You keep your mind focused on the Father's business. Jesus said, my business is to do my Father's business. I am saying, my business, Lawrence Tall, is to do, or Lawrence Christ, is to do my Father's business. And when we keep our minds there, and, you know, we don't, again, just don't worry about what other people think about you. You do what God puts in your heart to do. You are free to do that. You're not under a minister. You may connect, people may connect with me, but they're not under me. They're coming for encouragement, direction, because God works in them to connect. And as they do that, and as they stay connected, they stay hot. But we've got to put this into action as God's directing us. 
Father, I'm praying for a laborer. So we could pray for a laborer and not move and speak. You're going to get one? I don't think so. You need to open your mouth when these opportunities present you. But you're not looking for them. You're looking to God to bring them to you. So God wants us to enter into his rest. God wants us to be humble. He wants us to be willing to move when he says move. And he wants us to do what he puts in our hearts to do. And, you know, God wants you satisfied. You know, God wants you. He's our sufficiency in all things. And this word sufficiency means, you know, satisfaction. God wants you to be satisfied with this life. And when we do what he shows us to do, you will be satisfied. When you do your own thing, you will be dissatisfied. You'll come out of it. So you could be walking wonderfully with God, but then you start hearing these voices, start doing your own thing, and all of a sudden you feel like you're in limbo land. But it only takes one thought to come back and start to practice again. So the things that we've been encouraging, I'll say to you again, you go to God. Number one, we always go to God. He's got to be the priority. Doesn't matter what your circumstances, keep him your priority, number one. If you take care of God's business, he will take care of your business on every level. So we're, we're speaking tongues much. You need to speak in tongues much, you know, from your heart. Practice to do it. You know, we're practicing speaking in tongues. We speak by the Spirit. We let God give us those heavenly words which is going to set people free which is going to build vision, which is going to build desire, which is going to build faith, which is going to give us the direction that he wants us to have. So we speak by the Spirit of God, lifetime. This is where God's working right now, here and today, lifetime. And uh, we honor God with our substance, you know, and we be generous, like God give me that generous heart. And Sangate was explaining something to me, I, I think it was Sangate, he was talking about sowing in a field, and there's this field over here, but it's empty. And, you know, I think, I, I'm sure it was Sangit that shared it with me. But this person, God said to this person, why are you sowing that whole field and leaving this part? Because this part could, you know, also produce for you much. So God doesn't want us to be stingy. Why would we be stingy? It's because we're being carnal. But when we go to God, he is very generous. So here, here work his generosity in your heart. And then he starts to prosper you in that area. And then you can really become that blessing. And as we give where God shows, then we'll see great things happen. So the words from God is what is going to anoint the fields. The manure that goes on the fields that causes things to grow, right? So God's word will anoint those fields. And it will feed the people what they need. The ones that are humble, the ones that are meek, they will receive your words gladly and they will continue in those. Now we, that's where we focus. We focus with the ready ones. We focus with the humble ones. We focus with the willing ones and the respect. There should be respect, not because the person's anything, but because they're speaking for God and they're giving those encouraging words. So we should have humility one towards another. We should exalt each other higher than ourselves. We don't think, oh, he hasn't got it right, or she hasn't got it right. I can speak better than them. I can do that. If you think that way, you're not going to be fruitful. Like God wants you to be pure in your heart and in your mind, and you can ask him to help you be there. 
And so um, even if people come and they've got not the right mind, if they're coming, just encourage. Don't say, oh, you're wrong, you're off. Just give the right words. And if they hear it, if they've got ears to hear, they will hear it and they will turn around. They will repent. So this is all our job is, is just to encourage, keep ourselves hot with God, keep yourself focused with God, keep your heart willing to receive and willing to do. And we practice these wonderful things and it's going to produce great results. And the signs and the miracles and wonders will start to happen and follow you. The labels will start showing and knocking on your door and they will want to hear what you've got to say. And it's not because you're anything special, because you're in the place with God where you're humble and meek and ready to do. And you're you're looking at other people to come from darkness to light or from someone to come from the wrong doctrine to the truth that's going to set them free. So this trip for me has been different to all the other trips. So we had a wonderful time in Nepal, many testimonies. I pray to God to minister to a few people. And those doors opened for me to minister. One lady, I'll just tell you one, was that I was walking from outside to go into the dining room. And this man stopped me and he was asking me to minister to his wife. So I found out the wife could hear from one of her ears. It was a left ear. And she had been deaf. She went deaf in it for 25 years, didn't hear a sound out of that ear. So I I managed to find this out. Um, You know, because obviously the language barrier but then someone come along to that could speak English a lot better than the man could speak. And so I ministered to the ear, and, and then I said, can she hear anything? And then I ministered a little bit more. And then all of a sudden she had sound, and she was really happy. You could see the countenance on her face light up. So that really blessed and built my faith. Because everyone's healed over there. Like, you know, before when I we used to go to India, there were so many needs. No, but now people are walking by the Spirit of God. Now people are using their authority. People know they're seated at the right-hand side of God. People know to keep humble and meek. People know to stay connected. People know where they're being fed. People know where to give. And God is directing everyone's steps. And Sangha is such a great man. And, um, you know, an humble man before God. Because he just encourages people. That's it. He's not there hanging around. He's like, okay, bang, speaks God's word and he moves on. And when people come, then they give them that further encouragement. And so, you know, Stangate isn't Moses. So God is rising up many other leaders, wonderful leaders like Stephen, Jyoti, Shares, uh, Krishna, and the other leaders in Nepal. Um, we went to Stephen's home. He invited us over for a meal when we was back in India. And Sharma, the guy that started the work in Kolkata with God, he was there with his wife. And then Love Singh, who lives in the mountain area, come on the bus, which is about five, six hour drive from where he lives to Stephen's house, because he knew we were going to be there. And he'd come all that way to see us. And it was so wonderful. And he was a different man. And uh, he he been he was really humble. He showed me his leaders and how God has been blessing him and how the works moving. Many people might remember Shanti. She's doing really good as well and moving. And so now they're following and practicing the sound way. God is doing a wonderful work. We had a great time at Sandgate's home. Nozomi was a wonderful blessing. She's got the top flat of Sandgate's house and she looked after Danny and Amber and I would come up. She'd make me coffee and 
do you want something to eat? She was trying to make me fat. Even. I said, I'm already fat, Zoe. <laughs> she was giving me loads of wonderful food and, um, and Sandgate was, do you want breakfast? Let me make you some breakfast. And so we'd have breakfast and tea. We, they were just great hosts, very loving, very kind. And it was like we were family. Um, just really, really, really beautiful. And, um, we went to see Priya and Madaf, very humble and meek, uh, both of them. And God's been blessing them. Uh, Madaf shared some really great stuff as well. And Priya's getting ready to have her baby in December. And, uh, Beatrice also. And I'm, I know Helen had a great time there with us as well as Sakina and Danny and Amber. So I'm just really thankful to God for his love. Listen, if you want to move, stay humble, stay meek. Don't get distracted. It's not worth it. It's not distracted getting caught up and entangled with the affairs of this life. It's not worth it. It's not worth talking about other believers behind their back. It's not worth criticizing, condemning and complaining. Because it only hinders you. And it hinders the work that God wants to do through you and by you. Because you're almighty. And you're all free. You are seated at God's right hand. And just stay humble. Just go to God and just do those things he puts in your heart. Don't worry about anything. Seriously, don't worry about it. Satan wants you to worry. He wants you to think negative. He wants to be Lord in your life when you're worrying and fearing. He's the Lord in your life then. But Jesus is our Lord. And for him to be Lord, we need to speak, you know, in activation to see the manifestation of the blessings. We need to say the right words, the heavenly words. We need to dismiss negative thoughts and chit-chat and backbiting. These things will stop you. Don't get involved with it. If anyone starts talking, tell them to shut up and tell them to get back to God. Because that's you're going to do them a favor as well as yourself. Don't refuse to listen to it. Anyway, that was strong in my heart to say. And I know it's right. I know it's right. And, and I've got the confidence now that I didn't have before, that I know I'm doing the things with God and that God's actually doing the things by me because I'm submitting to him. And, um, and God wants you to have that confidence that you're making right decisions. You're making right choices. And that because you, your, your dependency is upon him, because you know, you can't do nothing by your own strength. You can try and be a clever ass if you want, but really it's just better to be humble and meek. Okay. Father, I, I want to do the things that you want me to do. I'll speak thy word and, um, and God's working in you to do that. And we practice doing this way. So that's what I wanted to share about my trip uh, to India. It was just a lot of confirmation for me. I'm so happy. Honestly, I'm really at peace. And I'm really thankful to God, who is very faithful, and um, and that he loves us and called us. So if you're in a clique, get out of the clique of believers, you know, that talk and chit-chat. Seriously, I think that someone needs to hear this. Get out of it now. Just focus with God. Focus with him. You and God move together and let him direct you to those pastures green where you're going to be fed good words, heavenly words, beautiful words, wholesome words, because you are God's masterpiece and you deserve the best. Don't let anyone steal it off you. Satan's very tricky and he can use believers to be like that too. So you're the best. I love you.